You are listening to Budgets, Books, and Balance Sheets with Kevin Mitchell, the podcast where we unravel the mysteries of finance, accounting, and everything in between. This podcast is brought to you by Vinti, your trusted staffing partner dedicated to connect finance and accounting firms with exceptional talent from around the world. Find out more about their accounting talent solutions at Vinti.com. Hello, and welcome to Budgets, Books, and Balance Sheets. Do you know what are cognitive biases? They are inherent distortions in the way we process information, influencing how we interpret reality and make decisions. But why is this important in team management and decision-making? Because leaders serve as role models, and if they are unaware of their own cognitive biases, they risk perpetuating and reinforcing certain negative practices within their teams. This can restrict the diversity of thought, impede problem-solving abilities, and perpetuate harmful stereotypes. Cognitive biases often operate unconsciously and stem from the brain's natural inclination to process information quickly and efficiently. While these biases may have some utility in specific contexts, they can also lead to irrational or erroneous decision-making. Such outcomes can result in inefficient resource allocation, unfairness, conflicts, and other challenges that undermine effective leadership within organizations. Maintaining an open mind and being receptive to new ideas and perspectives is crucial. This acknowledges that biases exist within all of us and underscores the importance of questioning our own beliefs and prejudices. So let's discuss four common cognitive biases of leaders known as illusory correlation bias, framing bias, emotional contagion, and anchoring biases. Let's start with the first bias, illusory correlation bias. People tend to seek or find patterns or causality where none actually exists, which can lead to erroneous conclusions or decisions based on insufficient or misleading information. Suppose the leader of an accounting firm notices that the company's revenue has consistently increased during the same period in which the firm hired new employees. If the leader is influenced by the illusory correlation bias, they might automatically attribute the revenue growth to the hiring of new employees, believing that there is a direct cause and effect relationship between the two variables. However, it is possible that the revenue growth is driven by other factors, such as changes in market conditions, an increase in client referrals, or improved client satisfaction. By solely attributing the revenue growth to the hiring of new employees, The leader may make decisions based on this mistaken perception, such as increasing recruitment efforts or expanding the workforce, without considering other contributing factors. This can result in inefficient resource allocation, unnecessary costs, and a missed opportunity to address the actual drivers of revenue growth. How can we avoid this bias? One way is to seek impartial and objective information before making important decisions, This means avoiding relying solely on personal anecdotes or opinions, and instead considering multiple viewpoints and reliable sources of information. For example, the leader of the accounting firm could consult with other managers or experts within the firm or industry 
to gain a broader perspective on the factors affecting revenue growth. They could also use data analysis tools or methods to test their assumptions and hypotheses and identify possible correlations or causations. Another way is to take time for conscious reflection before making important decisions. This means examining our own thoughts and emotions for possible biases and asking ourselves if we are letting prejudices influence our judgment. The second bias we will discuss is framing bias. The framing effect refers to the human tendency to make decisions based on how information is presented rather than its objective content. This perception and evaluation of a problem or situation can lead to different decisions, even if the underlying facts are the same. One of the most common examples of this bias is framing in terms of positive-negative aspects of a situation. Imagine an accounting firm leader discussing a new project with their team. The leader can frame the project in two different ways. In a positive frame, which would sound something like, This project is a great opportunity for us to showcase our skills and expertise to a new client. It will challenge us to learn new things and grow as professionals. We have a strong team that can handle any difficulties that may arise along the way. Or in a negative frame, like, This project is a risky venture for us because we have never worked with this client before. It will require us to deal with unfamiliar tasks and situations that may be stressful or frustrating. We may encounter many obstacles and problems that could jeopardize our reputation. The framing of the project can influence how employees perceive and approach their work. If the leader uses a positive frame, employees are more likely to feel motivated, confident, and enthusiastic about the project. They may see it as a chance to demonstrate their abilities and expand their knowledge. They may also be more resilient and adaptable when facing challenges or difficulties. On the other hand, if the leader uses a negative frame, employees are more likely to feel anxious, doubtful, and pessimistic about the project. They may see it as a threat to their performance and well-being. They may also be more resistant and defensive when encountering issues or problems. One way to avoid this bias is to strike a balance by acknowledging challenges while highlighting the growth opportunities and support available to ensure success. This means avoiding extreme or exaggerated frames that may distort reality or create unrealistic expectations. The third bias we will discuss is emotional contagion bias. Also known as emotional bias or emotional contagion bias, it refers to the human tendency to be influenced by the emotions and opinions of others rather than relying on a rational assessment of the situation. For example, if a leader is facing a challenging situation, such as an audit dispute or a significant client loss, his emotional state and how they express their emotions can have a contagious effect on the team. With negative emotional contagion, leaders react with visible stress, frustration, and pessimism, and team members are likely to catch those negative emotions. This emotional contagion can spread throughout the team, leading to decreased morale, motivation, and performance. It may hinder their ability to effectively navigate the situation and find solutions, while positive emotional contagion, on the other hand, shows a leader that remains composed, displays confidence, and conveys a positive attitude despite the challenges, and team members are more likely to catch those positive emotions. This emotional contagion can foster resilience, teamwork, and a proactive mindset among the employees, enabling them to face difficulties with optimism and determination. The key here is to be aware of our own emotions and how they affect our behavior and decision-making. 
This means being able to identify, label, and regulate our emotions in different situations. For example, the leader of the accounting firm could practice self-awareness techniques such as mindfulness meditation or journaling to help them cope with stress or negative emotions. They could also seek support from trusted colleagues or mentors who can offer guidance or advice. Another way is to be mindful of how we communicate our emotions and opinions to others. This means being able to express our feelings in an appropriate and constructive manner that does not harm or influence others negatively. For example, it's better to use assertive communication skills such as I statements or active listening to share their thoughts or concerns without blaming or criticizing others. They could also use positive reinforcement or recognition to acknowledge team members' efforts or achievements. The fourth and final bias we will discuss is anchoring bias. This bias is observed in people who rely on limited initial information, the anchor, to make decisions or judgments. This initial information acts as a reference point for subsequent estimations or evaluations, influencing how we perceive and process additional information. Imagine an accounting firm leader who is in the process of negotiating fees with a potential client. During the initial meeting, the client mentions that they have received proposals from other firms ranging from $5,000 to $10,000 for similar services. Due to the anchoring bias, the leader may subconsciously fixate on the lower amount and use it as a reference for their own fee proposal. As a result, they might propose a fee that is closer to the lower end of the range, potentially undervaluing the services provided by their firm. This decision may not adequately consider factors such as the complexity of the project, the expertise and experience of the team, or the value they bring to the client. How can we avoid this bias? The best way is to adjust our anchors based on new information. This means being able to revise or update our estimates or evaluations based on new or relevant information. For example, the leader of the accounting firm could acknowledge that the initial information provided by the client may not reflect the true value of the services they offer. They could also consider other factors that may affect their fee proposal, such as the scope, quality, and duration of the project. Since cognitive biases are automatic and often unconscious patterns of thought, it is difficult to eliminate them completely. However, I like to go over a short list of tips that can help us be more aware of them and minimize their impact by making more informed and balanced decisions. Seek impartial and objective information before making important decisions. Take time for conscious reflection before making decisions. Maintain an open mind and be receptive to new ideas. Train yourself on being aware of your own emotions and how they affect your behavior. Be mindful of how you communicate emotions and opinions to others. Gather all the information you think you need before making important decisions. And finally, adjust your anchor decisions while you gather new information. As we wrap up, here's a thought to ponder. Leadership is as much about self-awareness as it is about guiding others. By understanding and counteracting these cognitive biases, leaders can foster more rational, fair, and effective decision-making environments. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Budgets, Books, and Balance Sheets. If you found it useful or interesting, please share it with your friends or colleagues who might benefit from it as well. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Budgets, Books, and Balance Sheets with Kevin Mitchell. Brought to you by Vinti 
more than just a recruitment solution. Find out more about their staffing solutions at Vinti.com.